What's going on? What's going on? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. <laughs> I am your host, Dwayne Dickey, a.k.a. Highlight Real, a.k.a. The Botch King. And man, what can I say except welcome to the premiere episode of Life's a Botch, where it's <laughs> not about the mistakes we make, people. It's about the fact that you acknowledge it and you learn from it, baby. You learn from it. I am your host, The Highlight Reel, also known as The Botch King. And uh, man, it's great to be here on today. I got a phenomenal guest that we are going to kick this thing off with. I am representing OTS on the sidelines. And I just want to let y'all know it's about to be an epic situation. So (laughs) if you're tuning in, Get ready, folks, because it's about to be a botch of a time. You feel me? All right. So let's kick this baby off with a few little headlines. So as we know, this was a major week in the world of professional wrestling. As we all know, this was the big week. This was official premiere week in the world of wrestling. We had the quote-unquote season premiere of Monday Night Raw. We had the season premiere and the brand new premiere and brand new home of WWE SmackDown on Fox. We got to be specific with the titles now, people. It went from (laughs) SmackDown Live to SmackDown on Fox. And we also had the official, the long-awaited return after 19 years, Wednesday Night War. That's right. We have a new, a brand new wrestling promotion on the rise that is officially the competitor to the WWE phenomenon known as AEW All Elite Wrestling. That's right. So let's kick it off and uh, let's go ahead and just start with Monday Night Raw. But before we get into that, um, a quick, quick little uh, headline for you guys. So as you know, WWE made some changes. They made a few shake-up, or as uh, Vince McMahon, let me get my Vince McMahon voice going on. It's time to shake things up again. He did a few <laughs> little shakes up real quick. That was a good we, one. <laughs> <laughs> we saw where Vince McMahon decided he was going to switch up the announced teams. So the Monday Night Raw team that we knew as Corey Graves, Renee Young, and uh, the voice of WWE currently, Mr. Michael Cole, They all were shifted over to WWE SmackDown's official announced team on Fox. You know, since that's now the A-Show, they had to take the A-announced team and put them on the new A-Show, formerly known as Little Brother the B-Show, SmackDown. Because, you know, when you got to get your big Fox money, you know, all of a sudden things change. So they took the A-team announced team, moved them over to SmackDown. Raw now has a rookie announced team and... uh, one vet shout out to memphis tennessee jerry the king lawler he's returning with a dinosaur type style but it's okay because you got to have some veteranship i guess you know they put him in the lineup and they added two brand new rookies a future voice of the wwe and vic joseph and a new voice that no one honestly has ever heard of honestly he's a very tall gentleman with a a lot of long hair by the name of Dio Madden. Yes, that's right, Dio Madden. He is a brother. Shout out to my brothers. Um, Very, very phenomenal team. And uh, 
Of course, the NXT team did stay the same. Mauro Ranello, you guys might know him from the uh, Pride Fighting days, you know. Awesome voice. Very, 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 probably the best voice in WWE. I mean, a lot of people can say that. And then, of course, Beth Phoenix, former phenomenon in the women's division. And, of course, Nigel McGuinness as your color commentator. So, therefore, all of that is, you know, officially announced. Now, you're probably thinking, well, wait a minute. What about Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton? What are they doing now? Well, that's a good question, guys. As far as Tom Phillips is concerned, it just became announced that he is now a part of the NXT UK brand announced team. So that brother is going all the way to the UK to be a part of their brand. So good for Mr. Tom Phillips. Hopefully it works out for you over there, mate. I hope I got my UK accent. I'm really working on it still. I, tr I try my best. I really do, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, as far as my man, Byron Saxton, a.k.a. Carlton 2.0, uh, <laughs> well, we don't really know what his status is currently, but I'm pretty sure WWE is going to find a way to get him involved somehow, some way. Byron, we're rooting for you, buddy. All right, so... Back to the next headline. Let's go back to Premier Week. We're going to do a nice little recap here. All right. So, Monday Night Raw premiered on Monday. Usual time, 8 o'clock. Still a three-hour show, by the way, ladies and gents. So, that hasn't changed. Uh, matter of fact, the only thing that really changed, let's see. We got a new intro package with a new theme song. Um, we also, honestly, I'm not going to lie, guys, I kind of forgot the name of the band and the name of the song, but that's okay. That's the first botch of the day. We can make that work. Nonetheless, they have a new intro, uh, new theme song, was pretty epic. Oh, and guess what, guys? Pyro is back. We finally got Pyro back in the WWE. Never should have cut it out in the first place because now it actually feels like watching WWE again. Reminds me of the good old days with Pyro kicking off the show, getting you nice and hype. Superstars looking like actual superstars now when they come out and you see a nice Pyro or a nice little fog or whatever you want to call it that comes out to make them feel like they're a big deal. I love that. So Pyro is back. Raw has a new stage. By the way, doesn't look that much different from the original, but it does feel bigger, brighter, still that LED screen feel. But the best thing about it is, no lie, guys, what's so cool about it is the fact that it is the ultimate meme joke of the entire week because it looks like a quarter pipe at a freaking skate park. It's so beautiful. People actually have been making jokes about it all week long, saying, hey, if you are a skateboarder, this is definitely the stage for you. Nonetheless, that's raw, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll get to the headlines and, and the ups and the downs as far as what you guys thought about the show. Nonetheless, Raw did a pretty solid rating this week. I believe it was about two point something million on up. Uh, kind of average for them. You know, that's pretty much what they've been averaging these days. So not a bad turnout for the Raw premiere. So we'll get to uh, reviews on what we thought about that a little later. Now, let's go on to the Wednesday Night Wars. Yes, AEW made their television debut on TNT, and they went up against, well, pretty much arguably the best show of the WWE brands, NXT, the black and gold brand. Yes, this is NXT, as Triple H loves to say. They went against AEW, and boy, man, for a war, let me just say, if we had some sound effects right now, 
<sighs> I love you, NXT, but uh, according to the ratings, you guys lost that battle in week one because <laughs> AEW debuted phenomenally with 1.8 million viewers, ladies and gentlemen. They had millions of viewers, and NXT, unfortunately, only managed to do uh, just a little underwhelmingly over 900,000 viewers. Nonetheless, I will say personally, I was watching both live that day, flipping back and forth, and boy, did I feel like I was in the 90s again. It was a beautiful feeling, I'm telling you. But I will say, WWE and AEW, you guys made it very hard for your boy to try to flip back and forth. If you had a bathroom break, Good luck trying to fit that in, boy, because they had a way of showing the commercial while still showing the action at the same time. They were really being smart about that. But, oh, you almost got me, guys. I was able to do it, though. Nonetheless, both shows turned out really great. We'll get to the review in that. Now, let's fast forward over to WWE SmackDown live premiering on Fox. Man, ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you how many times we had to see so much promo. I can count on my hands, literally, on the Thursday night football game alone, how many times I saw promotion for WWE SmackDown to premiere on Fox. Matter of fact, so much so, I don't know if this happened for anybody else, but I was on the NFL Network where I, you know, normally watch NFL football on Thursday nights. Funny thing, my TV guide said Thursday night football, yet, they weren't showing Thursday Night Football. They seemed to show some type of football documentary. So I had to literally go to the Fox channel to watch Thursday Night Football. Gee, I wonder why. Probably because, Fox, you think you're slick. I know what you were up to. You guys actually wanted to make sure that people, common viewers who didn't even watch wrestling a day in their life, or maybe used to once upon a time. And they said, no, we're going to make sure you guys know. We put a lot of money into this. And we want you guys to tune in tomorrow and catch The Rock and Stone Cold and Becky Lynch and Randy Orton, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, and all of these other big names and superstars that will be here tomorrow night on SmackDown. So the day finally aired. And let me tell you guys, SmackDown definitely didn't disappoint it showed up brand new stage really looks even better than raw stage in my opinion it was very very phenomenal smackdown did a good job they did a very decent job to debut their premiere and boy did they heckle you because we'll get into that a little bit later but you know it's okay nonetheless that's your headlines for this week i will say overall a very productive and yet busy week and boy, did WWE, did AEW, and all of these major brands and people watching, viewers everywhere. Man, what a week it was in wrestling. A very busy week. But we are here. Oh, uh, and by the way, did I forget to mention WWE also has a pay-per-view tomorrow night? Yeah, not much promotion behind that either, but we'll get into that a little later. <laughs> Nonetheless, they spent the entire say- budget on, on the premiere week. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. They spent the budget on Premier Week. It's like, why do we even have a pay-per-view, guys? Why? Why couldn't we just wait until the following week? We, let's be honest. SmackDown was the pay-per-view, guys. It was the pay-per-view. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. Nonetheless, guys, without further ado, that's enough of the headlines for now. Let me introduce and not keep him waiting for too, too long. I want to introduce <laughs> the man. 
Matter of fact, I've got to do this straight road dog style, guys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Highlight Real proudly brings to you one half of the On the Sideline Guys Tag Team Champions of the World, <laughs> the Eagle Loving, <laughs> Celtics Wearing, on the sideline, CEO himself, <laughs> Mr. Oh, and don't forget, he will call you out on a critique if he has to. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Derek Myers! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I got to introduce to you one of my phenomenal friends. He is the official first guest. His name is Derek Myers of... On the sidelines, he is the official CEO slash producer of the Life's Bots podcast. Mr. Derek Myers, how you feeling today, sir? I'm good, bro. How you doing? That was one hell of an entrance. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, that's what we do on Life's Bots, man. We're all about animation, making good. people feel good, you know. <laughs> we got to bring the show to life, man. These I'll... listeners want to be... Dang, I don't know? think I've ever had someone introduce me that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay, brother. Look, trust me. It that's took good. a whole lot of time. But that's the beauty of what we do on Life's a Botch, guys. You got to <laughs> practice this thing so you don't botch, okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's a beautiful thing. Yes, but sir. yes, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, appreciate how, it bro. How feeling, man? Tell the audience how you're feeling today, brother. Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm uh... I'm 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 excited uh, to get this this show running. Like the, we we've been talking about it for what like two months now. Um, it's 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 good to finally get it going. So I'm I'm just excited about that. Man, who are you telling, ladies and gentlemen? Did you hear that? It wasn't just the end. You guys thought this was the end of premiere week. We have the very world premiere episode <laughs> of Life's a Botch. And man, yes. we have we have definitely been talking. But as they say, it's not about talk. It's about action. Yes, That's sir. right, ladies and Boys and girls, listen carefully. It is about action. Don't just talk about it. Do it. You have to make it come to life. And here we are, brother. We are here. Yes, sir. And so you know only rights to make you the very first guest on the very first official episode. And trust me, ladies and gentlemen, it won't be his last time on because I'm pretty sure you want to get used to this voice. You'll definitely <laughs> hear him a lot more, I guarantee you. Oh, but yeah. nonetheless... <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So let's go ahead and let's just talk about on the sidelines in general. Let's talk about OTS. Yep. Go ahead and tell the people who are listening right now, tell them about... OTS and what your initial vision was for the show. What made you come up with this brand? Man, my my um inspiration for it was basically seeing how um other brands were doing things completely wrong. Um I have nothing but respect for ESPN. Um nothing but respect for what I've seen Bleacher Report do. Um but they're doing it wrong, uh, and and I I I, I want to do it right. So that that was the the motivation behind it. Um, but on the sidelines, on the sidelines is really um, a brand. It's about uh, sports, gaming, uh, sneakers, music, and movies. And um, you know I'm producing podcasts around those genres, 
Um, I will eventually bring on writers as well um, so that we can uh, get articles up and, and the, the, the foundation for which OTS is built uh, is, is on, on facts. Um, uh, I, I, I don't mind listening or reading people's opinions but my my um one of my one of the biggest things that really kind of like grinds my gears <laughs> is <laughs> is seeing reporting done based in opinion and not not facts because that that's that's a way that that um really kind of just alters a lot of conversations i've had debates and arguments with people that um that did not debate from facts. They were debating from the opinions of analysts that they heard on TV or or mm-hmm. uh, uh, articles they read on 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 Bleach Report or whatever. And I want to do it right. I, I think I think not only do uh, athletes deserve to be reported on in that way, but uh, the audience deserves to. Uh, have their content uh, served to them that way, based in facts, and I think you can have better arguments and better debates because of that. So mm-hmm. that that was that was what the, that was the the driving force behind uh, uh, trying to get OTS off the ground. And now we're actually we're what two weeks away from celebrating our one year anniversary. So um, I'm excited about that. That's uh, October twenty seventh. So that's that's you know that's big for me because I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm I remember back to when I launched it. It was it was rough. <laughs> it was rough, <laughs> man. I, I I had to just come up with some you know type some letters up on Photoshop and try to get stuff going. Um, but you know now we got the logo uh, uh, redone and um, I'm looking to to start marketing in a in a better way. So. I think we've come a far a long way over the last couple the last year, so I'm I'm excited about what's about to come. Awesome, man! Awesome. Well, major congrats on almost reaching a full year's worth of work and just building a vision, bringing it to life, and allowing it to just grow organically. You know, appreciate that because every business had to start from somewhere. I mean, oh yeah, this being a wrestling podcast. You have some similarities to AEW, if you will. I mean, ah, I like that. that. I like you that. Basically, you know, like, well, thank you. You know, it was definitely on the fly. But when you think about it, it really is a very similar, a similar thing. Because when you look at AEW and you look at the success mm-hmm. and you look at the fact that these were individual superstars who flourished pretty well where they were and yet managed to flourish on their own, Mm -hmm. came together as brothers and friends and said, you know what? And it started as really as just a bet, more so of just, let's see if we can sell out a show for Ring of Honor with 10,000 people. They accomplished the goal, and then they realized, you know what? We can do this more. And they come together. They do what they need to do. They come up with the elite brand. Mm-hmm. They go ahead and they they trademark. They do everything they need to do. And then before you know it, they become a wrestling company or wrestling promotion. 
they get with the owner who's got the money and who's a big wrestling fan that believes in what they do. Next thing you know, they become a big promotion overnight. And next thing you know, now here we have, for the first time in over 19 years, a legit rival to that of the WWE. Yeah. And it's crazy because, as you mentioned at ESPN or Fox Sports 1, here are companies that have been around. They're they're mega companies. They're mm -hmm. super commercial. They've been around for so long to where it's embedded in people's heads. Mm -hmm. They see ESPN and automatically they know what that is. They've seen it. They they see it in movies. They see it in commercials. They've seen it. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't watch it, they know what ESPN is. Same thing with Fox Sports One because Fox is everywhere. They know where it is. Most and definitely. so OTS here it is, coming out of the blue, inspired by the things that these brands have done, but now it becomes its own entity and is quickly rising within less than a year already. And now that it's approaching, it's close to full year point, the growth is showing and just tremendously just within a year. And yeah. so the beauty of what you described, brother, and what's coming within OTS is the fact that this is the point where two, three to four years from now, when the growth is even more from the point of what it's at now. Mm -hmm. Fact that you'll be able to look back at moments like this, interviews like this and say, man, it's crazy that a little under a year, this was all happening and look at what's happened in a short span of time. Look yeah. at how we managed to compete with the big boys and just be able to give them runs for their money. Yeah. And so, uh, man, that that is very awesome, brother, to see that you have basically created something just off of pure inspiration much like that of AEW and you've shown like this is the future brand for all things sports entertainment culture mm -hmm. get ready because this is definitely going to be hitting you from every single wave and so that's that's a beautiful thing right here at life's a botch podcast we are honored to be a part of this family we love the fact and we believe in the vision that you have with OTS. And we just definitely can't wait to just continue to grow along this train and just give people the legit facts. Yeah. You know, because it's yeah. all facts, people. No yes, sir. No yes, sir. Yes. Well, 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 any opinions will be based on facts. That's that's <laughs> that's that's the that's the foundation, man. And, and you know, I, I I have to thank everyone that has supported OTS because um this has been uh, something that that I, I it's blown me away to be honest about how you know how we've built it over just the last few months even um, uh, and 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 support from from everyone that's in the group or um, behind the scenes um, a lot of people don't know you know a lot of people that have helped me behind the scenes um, so mm -hmm. I, I I just want to uh, you know say thank you to all of those people um I, it's 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 a lot of people you know so i don't want to really you know single everyone out but i i i i am very appreciative of every everyone that that has helped me and my my girlfriend really pushed me uh to 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 do this so um actually she was we were um we were in a car and and i remember just talking about it she was like just do it and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> got to, oh. got to, yeah. So, Man. so she's really the the driving force behind it. So, you know, yeah. it's 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 um it's 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 been a lot of a lot of uh, uh things that have happened in the last year. So I'm I'm grateful for all that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Man, well, shout out to the girlfriend. You the real MVP Rihanna. for just bringing the vision. Yes. Come on now. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. Give her love. I got to say my name because I'm not going to just, you know. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Listen. That's my listen. lady. Yeah. All names. All names. <laughs> Ladies, you are appreciated. You see what happens when you tell your man, just listen, baby, just go. Just, just do it. Just, do it. it. Yeah. just fly. <laughs> okay? Just fly. You got this. Yeah. I've yeah. seen you work. You got this. That is a beautiful yeah. thing. That is an awesome story, my brother. And... And like I said, I mean, this is just the beginning. So to those of you listening, shout out to you, because the more you listen, the more you share, the more you tell your friends, your families, your loved ones, all about what OTS is and what it is doing for communities all over. Trust me, it can only get higher from here. So we thank you for taking the time to listen, because without you, None of this is definitely possible to come to life the way it needs to. And with that said, let's go ahead and uh, get into some good old wrestling, as yes, they sir. like to call it down here in the South. Yes, sir. <laughs> because, of course, this is a wrestling podcast. And so I wanted to give you guys a little introduction into the man behind the scenes. But before we even really get into that, also, let me just say, Brother, you do a lot. You definitely do a lot. You are a man of many, many hats. So before we <laughs> even get into the wrestling side of things really quickly, also tell the people what all you do beside, you know, behind the scenes of OTS. Tell them the many, many hats that you carry right now. Oh, man. Uh, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, we at this point, I think we have... Um, Got I think about seven or eight podcasts that are um, that are under the OTS brand, um, and uh, I produce, edit all of them. Um, I think all but one artwork I've I've created. Um, God, I, I, I do the social media, um, just. I think I've done everything except create the logo. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been a lot, um, and I'm I'm praying to God that I can get someone to eventually take over social media and all the other stuff, so I can focus on other things. Because there's a lot of stuff to do, and and I know you can't do it all on your own. So I'm not even going to act like I can. I can't. <laughs> I, I don't even want to. Listen, this, no it's been man, a joy. It is. It is. Listen, no man is Superman, okay? I don't care what yeah. anyone says. No man <laughs> is Superman. Yes, that means you too, Cam. Yeah. Love you, though, buddy. That's all right. Nonetheless, that is the reason why we say that we appreciate Mr. Derek Myers because of the fact that this is a man of many, many hats, and he does so much. He stays very, very busy and productive, and you need that. You know, when you have a leader of a brand and you're underneath a leader, you need a leader that is busy. But also, there is help wanted. So if you are listening and you feel like that is you, if you feel like you, you know what, I can write. I love wrestling. I love football, basketball, music, sports, shoes, video games, anything you feel you are passionate about and can write about contact this man please yes let him know if you feel like you are a social media specialist out there please contact this man and if you feel like you just want to do something to help whether it's advertising whether it's going out on the streets and yelling hey 
Check out OTS right now. If you feel like anything and everything that you just want to do to be a part of this movement, by all means, Mr. Derek Myers, please tell them where they can find you, sir. Man, um, on on uh, all social media platforms, Derek underscore OTS. Um, I think maybe Facebook may just be uh, Derek Myers Jr., but Instagram and, and um, uh, Twitter is Derek underscore OTS, or just the the fastest way would probably um, be to actually go to the OTS guys on all platforms and contact me that way because I'm I'm mainly plugged in on the you know Instagram page and 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 uh, Twitter and Facebook under those so it's, it'll probably be faster to contact me through there or Derek at OTSguys.com uh, just send me an email um, but I I I I'm making it a point to um, uh, try to bring women on uh, as well. Like I really want to put emphasis on that because um, I want to. This is this is a this is a um, an industry that is really hard for women to to um, break through in, and even when they do, it's still it's still uh, hard for them to to do a lot of things. Um, so I, I want to be able to help women on the foundation level. Um, you know, with writing, with with podcasting. I mean, if anybody even wants to jump on and, and edit, you know, I'm 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 all for it. So, I I, I really want to put emphasis on that because um, that's something that that um, I know is needed. So, any of the ladies out there that that are listening to this and and want to definitely uh, jump on uh, onto the brand, I I am you know as long as as long as everyone. Who, who wants to come on uh, is a diligent worker um, and knows what they're talking about, I'm, I'm all for it, you know. So let's definitely do it because uh, I'm going to do some stuff with the articles themselves. I have a really, really um, um, good idea with, with articles that is not really being done on a big stage. So I want to I wanna actually do something with that. So... Anyone that wants to jump on, I am, I am ready to, to to get working. So you know, contact me any of those ways that 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 I, I said before, and, and we'll we'll get started. All right, and you heard it all. You heard it here first, ladies and gents, ladies especially you. Make sure you contact this man and reach out. Let him know what you want to be a part of, and he will definitely give you the hookup to be a part of something special. So. Be sure to spread the word. Let them know OTS is where it's at. All right? Yes, sir. Come join OTS. Now, back to our regular scheduled programming, ladies and gents. We are definitely going to toss some wrestling on today. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and just hop into the premiere of Monday Night Raw <laughs> in our Vince McMahon voice. Let's go ahead and hop into Monday Night Raw. Mr. Myers... Let's start with you, sir. Did you check out any of Monday Night Raw this week? No, because <laughs> I was I was working, so I could I couldn't uh, I couldn't tune in on it uh, to it. But um, my my biggest uh, gripe with Raw, okay, is the three hour block. Ooh, the, man! Once, once I don't I I get what Vince was trying to do because I remember when they were at the two hour block. Um, mm-hmm. 
sporadically they would do a three-hour show and that three-hour show had big ratings so Mm -hmm. i i you know i get the idea behind it it's not good though it 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 waters the product down um Mm. and i'm not happy with it i'm not i'm Mm. not happy with it i i personally do not think that wwe will actually get back to the glory days until Mm. vince mcmahon dies Oh, oh! If I had a nickel and a dollar for every time I heard that line, I just, man, I just, I don't think it. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Triple H needs to be needs to run everything. Oh, oh ladies and gentlemen, oh, this man, <laughs> this man knows exactly what everybody in wrestling, everybody who is a hardcore wrestling fan, Derek, we feel exactly where you come from trust me yeah when we say that the product has suffered for far too long way too long glory days of the attitude era and even to those who feel like the new generation era and the and the 80s era with the macho mans all of those eras until today they have suffered for far too long yeah we try and we invest week after week show after show yeah hoping to see some change and sure we get a little change here we might get a new intro we might get some new lighting you know we might get some new themes we might mm. get a new stage might get a new ring setup you know and every now and then maybe the first couple minutes of the show might give you something to hope ah that was a great segment man let me see what's gonna happen next and then it's just horrible from that point on so trust yeah, me man. wwe i'm gonna be honest I think WWE started going downhill like really fast when uh, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit died. Wow. That to me, mainly when Eddie Guerrero died, because when Chris Benoit died, it was already starting to to really sink. But when mm. Eddie died, it seemed like wrestling died with him. And mm. wow. I hate that. I, I hate that because I was a big wrestling fan as a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I I I <laughs> I don't like where it is. I don't. <laughs> I haven't watched. I haven't. Um, I haven't watched WWE consistently. Probably, and probably the probably the last five or six years. Wow. Maybe more than that. Um, it's just not good. It's just not good mm. programming anymore. Man, listen, I totally, totally understand where you come from on those statements, brother. And, you know, and that's why, you know, I represent, I I am here to represent the hardcore wrestling fan who we treat WWE like that ex you can just never break (laughs) up with. Every time you think, it's that on and off relationship where you love wrestling so much, you give it a chance week after week, month after month, and when when it does something that makes you say, that's it, I'm done, I'm walking out, that's it, see you later, deuces, it comes back, you come back for more. It's an abusive relationship, man. It is, man. Like, I I see the exact same thing between WWE and the hardcore fans that I do with, like, the Dallas Cowboys and their fans, or the Knicks and their fans, or the Giants and their fans. Like, even the Falcons, the Falcons and their fans. I I see that same abusive turmoil and, and, and 
I hate it for y'all. <laughs> oh. I hate it. <laughs> oh. oh, don't you, don't you talk about my New York Knicks like that? Don't you? I, oh, hey just, man, Grace, just, oh, and no Dallas Cowboy fans. Ooh, I can't stand them. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Lord. Hey man, Stephen I, Smith had to come out for a second. Oh, ooh, hey boy. man, I, I it, it will not get better until you you hit them in their pockets. Oh, so man. until you stop watching and stop supporting, it will not get better. Man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And you know, it sounds so easy, but you know what's so hard is the fact that every time, see, they don't, we know we're wrestling, hardcore wrestling fans. Here's the funny thing about us is that we're smart enough to acknowledge that, but we're also <laughs> smart enough to know that no matter what we do, mm-hmm. Vince them will just literally find some type of way to suck you back in or they'll make you think hey look no we've heard your voice so for example mm. the time of wrestling now see you stopped right around that eddie guerrero chris benoit era so let me go into that time frame no of about two okay I, I i i would say i stuck around till what is this 2019 I stuck around till about 2012, 13-ish, somewhere in there. Um, Ooh, boy. Okay, so yeah, that this this will touch on exactly where we're at, and that that was the year, as we call it, um, since the new generation era where they had Shawn Michaels and all of them. But there were the bright points, but then they had all these gimmick wrestlers yes. at that. And they call that the dark ages of wrestling. Well, yes. another dark age of wrestling was right around that. 2012, 2013, 2010 era. And here's why. It was mainly because of the women at that time. You see, in oh, they women's... they did them wrong, too. They were horrible. They did them how... wrong, bro. I mean, they were sex symbols. They were having two, three-minute matches. Mm-hmm. Give me matches like mud and... You remember Ron... You remember when they had Edge and Lita do that live sex show on Raw? Oh, Oh man, yeah. Now that's that's an arguable segment to most because to those who love the rated R superstar, one of my they, they one of the yes, one of the goats. I mean, yeah. who you tell? Me? But yeah. see, with that, there's a cause and effect to that. Some people love that segment, some people hate that segment. I guess it just depends on what you feel, you know, what kind of guy you are. You know? I actually missed it. Um, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. Uh, I got in the house a little too late, um, and they and that's what that's what they used to open the show with. So wow. I I got in the house right when they were, um, I think right when when Edge was like getting out the out the bed that they had up there and stuff like that. I I felt bad for Lita like that was that was I hated that. Now if if Lita if Lita and Trish who were the 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 to me, the the pioneers of female wrestling for this day and age, mm-hmm. if they were in wrestling now, mm. I think, oh my god, man, listen, that, that would have been great to see. I'm 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 totally going to agree with you on that, brother, and this is the reason why I agree. You know, it's it's kind of like in the NBA when you see those eras and everybody debates and they say. You know, this era was better than the current era of superstars because mm-hmm. back then, you know, things were a lot harder. You don't have, you know, it's so soft now and this and that. And and you, you always have those imaginary what ifs. And uh, one thing I love about the world of professional wrestling is that 
sometimes you can see that dream matchup that you want to see. Mm-hmm. However, it may not always be as good as it would have been if they were in their prime, per se. Almost so, like uh, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, right? Agreed. You know, almost, almost yeah. sort of, you know. Yeah. Al- although it's arguable because the first go-round, they were in their primes pretty well. And that match was very forgettable. That you match know, was trash. Oh, man. we And yeah, then the rematch to... was trash. <laughs> I did tune in for that. That was absolute garbage. <laughs> oh, man. Well, many argue, okay, see, here's the thing about that Survivor Series match amongst Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. When Goldberg made his initial one-year run for the whole promotion of the 2K game at the time, mm-hmm. When that first run happened and he beat Brock in like less than two minutes, that was actually entertaining to wrestling fans because that was classic Goldberg. Because most people look at the phenomenon of Goldberg and don't realize that as good and dope as he was with his intensity and coming through pyro and breathing it in and breathing it out like a dragon, I mean, Mm -hmm. the fact that he was that intense... Yes, the superstardom of Goldberg is definitely unforgettable. But what people sleep on is the fact that when it came down to actual wrestling ability, he could not go past five minutes in a match because he literally did not have the wrestling skills equipped to go past five minutes to where his matches a lot of times were five minutes or under, maybe two, three minutes, 30 seconds, who knows? And so that match where he did that to Brock the second go-round that definitely signified a classic Goldberg-styled match. That was, like, retro for him. Yeah. And then when they had their WrestleMania match the second time around, Mm -hmm. that was definitely better compared to that first time where it was just... At that time, both of them were leaving the company. Everybody knew they were leaving, so the fans automatically crapped on it because they knew... After that match, they were both gonna be gone, mm-hmm. and it was just it was it, it it was spelling bad from the start anyway. At that point, yeah. So one could argue and say, I mean, you know, if you feel like it was trash even in the modern day, I could understand that, given Goldberg's age and things of that nature. But and he looks slow. He did, you know, and and there we go. See, and and that's why it's like sometimes things should be left alone. Yeah. But, yeah. But I will say, for what it was on a nostalgic feel. To see, I'll never forget. I was actually on an airplane. I believe I was either coming from Philly or I was or coming from somewhere. I want to say it was probably Las Vegas, but I was coming from somewhere. And I remember I was watching the WWE Network, and I, right when I was about to board the plane, I was trying to watch the Goldberg and Brock Lesnar match. Interference was acting up. I couldn't, you know, get the feed to go through. Next thing I know, I see the results, and I feel I heard. Goldberg defeats Brock Lesnar. Mm. I'm like, wait, what? Didn't this match just start? <laughs> and I was like, what just happened? And yeah. then I, and I finally got around to seeing it, and when I saw how he did it, I must admit, it made me smile just to know that he was able to do that to Brock Lesnar in such short time, because I really can't stand Brock, but at the same time, I respect him and like him. I just can't stand him, because he's always shoved down our throats so much, but, he you know, is. we'll get to Speaking that. of... <laughs> we will definitely get into that gravy train in just a second nonetheless uh, going back on subject though uh, with with the women it was a dark age around that time and see now with the women their evolution has come a long way and so with with the wrestling fan I'll never forget 
when they started what was called hashtag the women's revolution. Mm -hmm. This came around 2014, 15, I'd say. Yeah, Ronda Rousey came in, right? Well, just before Ronda Rousey, see, now that's, that's another misconception right there. See, people feel like she's the one that catapulted it, and I disagree with that because it was actually going on just before she entered. She actually caught it right when it was striking, and then because of her name, it just basically went even higher. But the problem was she overshadowed it, and it became basically all about her in that moment. But before Ronda Rousey even was a rumor about coming to WWE, you had Paige, you had Charlotte Flair, you had Sasha Banks, you had Becky Lynch and Bayley, you had them in NXT developmental. These ladies were putting on crazy, phenomenal matches while the main roster women were still stuck in these little two, three-minute matches, albeit CM Punk's wife, Miss... AJ, I feel oh, like man. she gets disrespected because she, does. she was actually kind of voicing the fact that the women weren't getting respect. And then it yeah. became a social media thing and people were hashtagging, give divas a chance. And and she was holding it down for a nice period in that dark age since. She and was. then of course, once, once she, you know, after her husband left and did what he did and then she followed behind him a year later they kind of erased her from existence off of what he did and it would just it just isn't fair so I, aj we love you and and we hope that we do see you again someday to get the recognition you do deserve but nonetheless shout out to Paige and sasha banks and charlotte flair and all of these women because as they were killing it and we saw them coming on the ranks we knew that women's wrestling was going to be taken seriously. And so the moment they got pushed to the main roster and they started putting on the matches that they were putting on in NXT, you knew in that moment women's wrestling was being taken serious. And so Vince and them, Stephanie McMahon, they were all like, see, we hear you, WWE Universe. We hear you. But what did they do? They took it. They hijacked it like they always do, gave themselves the glory and the credit. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know... Ronda Rousey comes in. They make money off of Ronda Rousey because she was money off of her name. And before you know it, since she left, it's gone back into the crapper, which we still have the Sasha Bankses and the Charlotte Flairs and all of them in there. The four horsewomen definitely hold it down. No matter what, they still can take crap and they still give a phenomenal match. They're the best four women WWE has to offer. But outside of that crop, the rest of the women, unfortunately, it's sad because they can't truly develop because they're not given a chance and they're just cast off to the side. And when you add that with Vince McMahon's blonde fetish, yeah. well, it kind of just takes out from there. So yeah. nonetheless, it's reasons like that where WWE breaks our hearts because we, 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 we give them our voice, we tell them what we want to hear, what we want to see, what we demand, they, they, we know they hear us, but then they'll act like they don't, but then they'll troll us in a promo on the show and say this and that, and we are like, that's what we've been saying on the internet. So we know you guys are hearing us. And nonetheless, wrestling then just keeps becoming that up and down roller coaster. But gosh darn it, we still love it, no matter <laughs> what. And God, we thank you for AEW to this day, because now... With this AEW rise, hopefully WWE gets that well kick in the you-know-whats. And when they get that and they see their ratings plummet, hopefully, not too bad, but just enough where it's like, you know what? 
we need to step it up again and really be on our game. And then, hopefully then, we'll get that product that we always wanted. So, yeah. AEW, continue to do what you're doing. That's that's what I was hoping TNA would do. Um, oh, man. Their, their only problem when <laughs> they were on Spike was yes. Yes. writing. Uh, Oh, yes. that was their major issue if because they, they had the they had the, the the wrestling component down pat all the matches were beautiful oh. especially when they still had that octagon ring oh yes um, they, One they of the unique things about them man yeah oh. yeah they they um they started going down when they switched to the four-sided ring and oh. brought Hulk Hogan in and and it, that's when they started going down. <laughs> but, TNA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mo- a quick moment of silence for TNA wrestling real quick. Yes. <laughs> ah, well, you know, <laughs> nonetheless, Impact Wrestling is still around, but the problem is no one uh, it, it, it breaks my heart because I actually <laughs> was a big supporter of TNA, and, I, and at times I still am. But no one in the wrestling community cares enough to give TNA any chances because they've changed their name too many times. Way too they've many changed times. ownership too many times. Changed channels just, way too many times. Can't, oh, God, definitely changed channels too many times. On top of that, it's just, man, they can't pay their talent, and it's ridiculous. But there is some slight upside for them with access TV and that they bought it out. So maybe, just maybe, they can rise from the ashes just a little bit. But unfortunately, don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath, breath, ladies and gents. That's an old My Brother and Me reference, by the way, just in case (laughs) you don't know about that. But hey, it's okay. Um, Nonetheless, it's okay, Impact. For now, you'll always just be a third party to AEW now. I mean, they, they took the crown from you. But yes, they did have that potential. They let Hogan and Bischoff and all the former WCW guys come in and WCW what was <laughs> unique to TNA turned it into TNA WCW wrestling and then yeah. from there it just went downhill and they could never recover the same I mean phenomenal talent they have nowadays they, they've they turned into a, uh, a new age good talent they do have good talent now but the problem is again they can't pay their talent to where they just up and leave and go to the next best big opportunity for them, such as AEW or WWE. And that's it. That's all she wrote, folks. So we'll see where they end up in the next five to 10 years. I do give them credit for this, though, Mr. Myers. They have managed to stay alive for over 10 years. And for that, I give them some type of I don't. Golf. I give them a little golf clap. You know? I don't. You, you know what TNA reminds me of? Oh, what do they remind you of, brother? They remind me of that, that 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 guy that you used to go to high school with that thought he was going to make it as a rapper, and <laughs> he's now in his mid forties, early fifties, oh. still oh. trying to sell mixtapes and and oh. still trying to put on no. shows. <laughs> That's what TNA reminds me of. You know, some dreams should be killed. Oh. Some some oh. dreams should be killed, and I think TNA's dream needs to go ahead and rest in peace because this is not it's not it's not working. Uh, uh, it's not working. 
Hey, hey, y'all, y'all, y'all go make sure y'all check out that new Impact Wrestling uh, mixtape. It's called <laughs> formerly known as TNA, baby, in our glory days when we had a video game that was trash and when we had some of the biggest names in the wrestling world that are now in WWE. No lie, though, that video game was pretty tight. I, I, I liked it because I was able to play with Suicide and 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 um, AJ Styles and and that uh, X Division. Um, the match, oh, yeah, like that. yeah, yes, yes. I was a Ultimate. big fan of that. Ultimate X, yes, yes, yes. yes. One of the, one, you know, that was so funny. That was the main thing that made TNA so unique was it, their yeah. X division and the uniqueness of that match because you could not put a heavyweight in it, even though it had no weight limit. Right. You had to have some sincere hops to be in that type of match because if you had no hops, you pretty much were out of luck because you had to grab the X. Get your title shot and you were good to go, man. But yeah, yeah, those days they messed that up. And like you said, when they took the six-sided ring, I'll never forget. I mean, I watched TNA when they were merged with NWA. And mm-hmm. I, I just so much respect for them because I remember when they were only a pay-per-view company. Like they only yeah. did pay-per-views. And then eventually they got that TV deal and I was so amped. And I remember when they did things like Ron the Truth Killings. When he oh, was man. in there, he became the first ever African-American NWA champion that goes so under the radar, by the way, ladies and gents. Nobody seems to acknowledge that, but I will. It's real, and it's acknowledgeable to me, doggone it. He is (laughs) your first and only African-American NWA champion. Look at the history of that prestigious championship, and that means something. So for that, R-Truth, we love you. You are a legend, and you are still making people laugh to this day, and I love it. Nonetheless... I will always remember TNA for those days and the things that it did. And now it's just, it's just trash. Faint memory. It is what it is, but it's trash. You know, and unfortunately the other company that's becoming in the same direction as them would be ring of honor. Because again, once upon a time, ring of honor was the ultimate indie show mm-hmm. that produced such names as Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. CM Punk, they and just the list goes on of how many prestigious talents they have molded and created to this day, and now they are struggling for talent, ladies and gentlemen. They barely have a top guy. They barely have anything going for them, and it's just it's sad to see. But Ring of Honor, much like TNA, is becoming that that distant mixtape guy that needs to give it up. I mean. Give it up. Kill the dream. <laughs> they don't want to hear you anymore. I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's time they to go. It's time memory. to go. We're good for what you were, but now it's just, oh, it's, it's cringe to watch. Yeah. Uh, but... They had a few hits. They were like, they're one hit wonders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But to fast forward and let's get back into the current week of events. With Monday Night Raw, let me just say, Mr. Myers, you didn't miss much, my friend. Yeah. The main thing you missed, maybe. The most two things that stood out in this entire show was the fact, outside of their new setup and their quarter pipe skateboard ramp-like of a stage, everything that stood out about Monday Night Raw was, A, we had one of the goats and Rey Mysterio come out, cut a promo because he was supposedly supposed to have a Universal Championship match against Seth Rollins, current Universal Champion, and... 
Well, as he was cutting a promo with his son, Dominic, who is 22 years old, we will get to that botch in just a second, he was sitting at ringside in awe of his father, proud of his father, because he was planning on winning that Universal Championship, even though we knew that wasn't going to probably happen. He was going to win that Universal Championship from Seth and make his son, Dominic, proud. And so next thing you know, as he's cutting this promo, Brock Lesnar comes out runs to the ring. Paul Heyman was going to cut a promo like he usually does, the same old thing. And then Rey Mysterio took the mic from him. Brock Lesnar goes on a rampage, and he just attacks poor little old Rey like like somebody's stepson. I mean, he just literally manhandles the man and just beats him down. And Dominique gets in defense mode. He stands up for a second, and Brock looks at him like, boy, you better sit down. Why we don't even try it. And he sits down because he realized, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. Brock looks at him, starts to walk away, and he hit him with a okie doke, ladies and gents, because next thing you know, he picks up poor Dominique and rises him literally like a child out of the... He literally just took him out of the front row and just starts beating poor Dominique down. Now, for those who don't know, ladies and gentlemen... Dominique, son of Rey Mysterio, is currently training to become a professional wrestler. As we speak, he has been in WWE's Performance Center taking bumps. So everything he took was totally professional. He did understand what he was getting into. And so it was part of what was going on. So it's not like it was completely innocent as it looked on television. Secretly behind the scenes, he is training to become a wrestler, and WWE is high on him. They really wanted to see him flourish and just take off the mantle from his dad. Uh, and he's doing great from what uh, they are saying on the sidelines. They said he's doing phenomenal in training. But, however, in this moment, right now, present day, he is not ready for a man of Brock Lesnar's caliber. So Brock Lesnar had to give him a humble lesson and say, welcome to the WWE, kid. I'm going to hit you in Suplex City. And he just starts beating poor Dominic down. I mean, it was it was horrible, guys. It was, it was very hard to watch how he just beat him down. And he kind of did him like uh, Zach Gowan. You know, if you guys remember Zach yeah. Gowan, the one- The one-legged dude, right? Uh, and if you remember how Brock just savagely took him and threw him into the pole with his one leg and beat him down in front of his family, need I might. And hit him with was, a prosthetic leg, right? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, threw him yeah. down the stairs and everything. Well, that's kind of pretty much what he did to Dominique. Now, he didn't throw him down any stairs or hit him with a prosthetic leg. Yes, Dominique has his full body parts, everything. Nonetheless, <laughs> he just beat him down. I mean, he beat him down and then you see Rey Mysterio over there crying and he's like, my son, this is my fault. I shouldn't have did this. And then Brock go ahead and F5s him again. And then he beats down Dominique and leaves them both in a, in a heap. Uh, poor Dominique, he got carried off in a stretcher. The stretcher became a meme, and he was basically a meme in the stretcher. They took him to the hospital. Rey Mysterio is just in distraught. He feels like it's his fault. And he basically told uh, WWE when he was carried off to the hospital with his son that he could no longer participate in his Universal Championship match. Therefore, it cut backstage to Seth Rollins. He said he was giving his condolences for Ray, and he was very upset at what Brock Lesnar did. And it was so funny because what fans kept pointing out was, well, hey, how are you going to be sorry? Why didn't you just run out and try to save him? Oh, I get it, because you've been beaten down by him. Let's not forget weeks ago when he took you and just beat you down in a stretcher and 
then F5'd you on a stretcher and just beat you like you stole something. So I guess Seth just didn't want those problems again. Who knows? Nonetheless, he decided to take the title match, and instead of going against Rey Mysterio, WWE did a classic swerve, and they said, you know what? I'm just going to make this an open challenge, and whoever wants to face me for this title will face me. So therefore, that was one highlight of Raw's show. Then we fast forward to Mr. Miz TV, and the fact that he brought two iconic legends, although one is a kind of a laughable legend at this point with how he's basically been doing people, uh, you know, since his infamous N-word incident, Ric Flair <laughs> and Hulk Hogan, we see they have uh, basically taken those individuals and we see that they came out on Miz TV as advertised guests. And Ric Flair, man, Botch of the day, if you guys aren't following me on the Instagram page for Life's a Botch Podcast, feel free to head over to the Life's a Botch Podcast. Check out my latest botch video where as soon as Ric Flair got announced as the first guest behalf of The Miz, The Miz clearly said, and I know we weren't going crazy here, but he clearly said a 16-time world heavyweight champion, two-time Hall of Famer. So on the graphic there is Ric Flair's music hits, and he comes out and does his classic Ric Flair strut, looking good in his suit as always. All of a sudden, just behind on the graphic, it clearly said 17-time world heavyweight champion. And we thought to ourselves, wait a minute. When did Ric Flair win another title? I don't remember him winning one recently. Thought he was a 16-time. Well, you can say someone um, in the graphics department just got fired this week, but hey, that's okay. Life's a botch, people. It's not about the mistakes you make. It's about what you correct. So, yeah, he comes out. Hulk Hogan comes out. And these two are going at it. And they're, you know, exchanging words in a playful-like manner and talking about their infamous battles they've had in the past. They fake like they're going to, you know, do some stuff to each other. And then all of a sudden, the crowd's, for whatever reason, chanting, one more match, one more match. And we're like, no more match, no more nah. match. Why would you want a man who's had almost died twice and another man who just went on uh, the Colin show and said he's about to have his freaking 10th back surgery and he's had all kinds of fixtures within his body? Why would you want these two to have one more match, people? What are you thinking? Don't do that. Don't outside, do that. Outside of that, outside of their health, that's just gonna be a boring match. And tell me about it. I mean, gosh, you'd rather watch paint dry than watch these two. Please. My goodness. So nonetheless, Hulk Hogan, thank God, was able to joke with the crowd and say, "Listen, brother, we're not exactly spring chickens anymore." And Flair's like, "Hey, you know, I'm just kidding. LOL." Boy, man, talk about a. It was, it, you could call it cringeworthy, but at the same time, maybe somewhat laughable at the fact that fans actually tried to entertain that. Man, you talk about overrated chants these days amongst fans. One more match these days seems to be right up there with This Is Awesome, Holy-ish, and all the other chants that they love to chant. Oh, let's not forget Yes and What, the most overrated and overused chants amongst WWE fans to this day. But hey, that's neither here nor there. So Yeah. You know decide- what that reminds me of? <laughs> What's that, brother? When when Cowboy fans say every year, this is our year. <laughs> that that's what that reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. If you're yep. listening and you're a Cowboys fan, we are so sorry for you, but I'm hey, not. 
<laughs> you did that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, with this segment, we also had these two announce the fact that, hey, brother, even though, brother, even though I'm going to do my Hulk Hogan voice, brother, even though, brother, we're not exactly spring chickens anymore, dude, you know, why don't you and I have a match where we are captains and we do a five on five man tag team match. And so I'll pick my captain brother and it ends up being Seth Rollins. Surprise, surprise. He comes out as the captain of team Hogan and Ric Flair says, Oh, okay. Is it my turn? Well, let me give you my partner. And it is Mr. Randy Orton. Surprise, surprise. Given their evolution history, Randy Orton is the captain of team Flair. So Randy Orton and Seth Rollins have a battle of wits and Randy Orton says, Hey Seth, why don't you get your head out of Hogan's? You know what? And, uh, why don't you have a match with me right now? Which was weird because Seth Rollins already had a match since he had an open challenge for his uh, universal title later on in the show. So why do another match? I don't know. But hey, that's WWE logic for you. So nonetheless, they are the captains. So far, we have two official members. Uh, Randy Orton has brought King Corbin, Baron Corbin, to be his first choice. And... Seth Rollins has picking Rusev, the Bulgarian brute, to be his partner on Team Hogan. And this will be taking place at, Lord help us all, the next sweet Saudi money event in Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel. So, uh, round of applause. Yay! We're getting another Saudi Arabian show for that sweet Saudi Saudi Arabian blood money, as they call it for WWE, which is a Saudi Arabian fake WrestleMania, if you will, that's going to be on a WrestleMania-like level with production and everything. Uh, and so, yeah, we're going to have that as a uh, match coming up on October 31st. So get ready for that. By the way, don't expect any women to show because they still haven't gotten that far. So who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> Nonetheless, we'll fast forward. So after that, interesting segment amongst legends legends the only other uh, standout point of the show for you mr myers that i can tell you about raw was the fact that after that we ended raw on a very interesting random yet talked about note so it turns out that rusev saved seth rollins from a beatdown earlier which happened in that segment and basically he said backstage that he wanted to step up and face Seth Rollins for the Universal title because he owes him one for saving him. So he decides to accept the challenge. They face each other for the Universal Championship. And, uh, yeah, it was an okay match. I mean, it could have been more epic, but for what it was, it was what it was. But nonetheless, where things got interesting was, so as Rusev had the upper hand on Seth, next thing you know, we get a surprise return and my boy, the almighty, I got to do this. I got to do this in my Leo Rush voice. The man who looks like money, smells like money. My man, the almighty Bobby Lashley makes his return to the WWE, comes out. But whoa, just when you thought he was alone. Oh, no, no, no. He was not alone. Rusev sees that he comes out. He's looking at Rusev and he smiles and he laughs and he's talking to him. And next thing you know, he just motions for someone to come out. Now, what they didn't show you is the fact that it took forever 
for Bobby Lashley to get whoever he was waiting for to come out. So it made him look like a complete doofus because he's sitting there smiling, waiting, telling the person, hey, come on out. It took whatever, forever, how long. And he's looking over at Randy Orton and Baron Corbin, who's right there standing for whatever reason they were there. He's looking at them. They're like, hey, don't look at us, brother. We don't know what's taking so long. Out comes Rusev's wife, Lana. That was a pleasant surprise. She comes out looking as great as she always looks. She comes out. She gets in the arms of Bobby Lashley. He looks at Mr. Rusev with a very, very convincing manly-like smile. And all of a sudden, he plants a big, well, actually, more so she, plants a big, fat, wet one on Mr. Lashley. And man, I'm talking about from the moment that happened, the crowd, the announce team, everybody just went a big, woo, whoa, did that just happen? So let me get this straight, ladies and gentlemen. Even though this is wrestling, we get this is this is part of the acting size or being able to you know go with storylines here but please tell me how in the world wwe do you allow a man whose real life wife is on stage kissing another man and and derek let me just let me just mention to you he didn't just they didn't just kiss they kissed one good time they stopped and then she kissed him again wrapped her leg around him like yeah. a spider kissed him some more, and they just kept going. And this man, as the camera kept panning on Rusev, just sat there and watched in disappointment, and he wouldn't do a thing. And we're like, dude, this is your wife. Are you not going to run? Are you not going to... What are you going to do? And they're just standing there, and he's just smiling at Rusev like, yeah, man, your wife's on me, and she kissing, boy. And they just going at it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, not even for acting. Like, Man, I'm I'm too, I'm too jealous for <laughs> to watch my woman do that. I, nah, I'm Man, good. I'm, I'm not not even for, not even for a job like that. I'm I'm good. <laughs> that wouldn't listen, be me. I'm, I'm telling you, man. When I say that was the the exact highlight of that entire Monday Night Raw, that was yeah. the most talked about thing. Was just the fact that a it was it was random that Bobby Lashley returned. It was good to see him back, but then. To see Lana come out and basically kiss and lip lock all over him, because it was more her than it was him. So that was the part that was more interesting. Looking back at that clip, and if you go on WWE.com, ladies and gents, the even crazier part is they edited a lot. So they edited out the part where Lana took forever to come out. So that's how you know that was a backstage thing. So automatically, as soon as Lashley pointed, her music hits and she comes out. I was like, well, that didn't happen in live time. Next thing you know, they show the first kiss, but they don't show the second part where she wraps her leg around them and they kept kissing. So evidently, I don't know if that was just for them filling time. I don't know if that was for them, you know, in the moment. I don't know what that was, but boy, oh boy, you talk about some interesting behind-the-scenes conversation after that show. Couldn't be. Boy, Rusev, if you are Rusev, what are you thinking in your mind right now? Because she looked like she enjoyed that just a little too much. Yeah. But hey. Couldn't be me. It's, it's, <laughs> ladies and gents, Mm-mm. you heard it here first. Mr. Meyer said it couldn't be him. Nah, and honestly, nah. I'm already getting mad thinking about that. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yes. But indeed, nonetheless, that's how Monday Night Raw ended. So we can go ahead and go aside from that. And let's move on over to the Wednesday Night War. This is where things was really juicy. Most people really couldn't wait for this night because they wanted to see 
NXT's first time being live for the full two hours. The previous two weeks were kind of trial weeks. They did the first hour live and the second hour on their network. But this week was the first full week where NXT went a full two hours on the USA Network while, you know, AEW decided to go live for the very first time on TNT. So, Mr. Myers, did you get to capture any of the following companies on that Wednesday Night War? I was able to watch a little bit of AEW. Um, and I, what I saw was really good. Um, really? It was more nostalgic for me wow. because uh, I've missed listening to JR um, oh, on commentary. So that to me, that was that was nostalgic. Um, hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I saw a little bit of it. I didn't watch any of NXT. I'm not. See, you're talking to someone that's not into wrestling anymore. So I'm. I'm <laughs> gotcha. I'll I'll tune in just to see what's going on. Um, but I I. I like last night with with SmackDown, I, I saw the beginning of it just because I wanted to see uh, The Rock, who looks slow, <laughs> by the way. Um, <laughs> uh oh. Um, I'm 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 not big into it anymore. I'll, I'll tune in to see what's going on. I, I like I like what I saw with AEW. I love what I saw with AEW, but okay. um, yeah, NXT. I didn't I didn't watch any of that. Okay. Um. So. Before we really go into the details, because to my hardcore wrestling fans, I'm sure a lot of you did catch, and and you know, and and on some future episodes, we'll talk about favorite matches and things of that nature. But given the nature of my guest this week, and since we're kind of like filling him in as a wrestling specialist here, let me just say that here's what was very interesting. Because again, with you being a CEO and you understanding business, here's what was very. Uh, noticeable to me because as i told you guys earlier in the show i was flipping back and forth catching as much action as i could catch and uh first off i loved aew's production i love what they did i mean for them to be on a level that is not the level of production with wwe but for their level that was phenomenal i mean the pyro the stage the lighting, and I mean, as you said, it just had retro, nitro-like feels. So that was a beautiful thing to see. Um, very, very awesome. Um, as I would tell any casual wrestling fan or anybody that's listening that's not into wrestling or used to be into wrestling, if you tune into AEW for the first time, make sure that you, you're, you're going to see familiar faces, the Chris Jericho's, you're going to see the Cody Rhodes's, if you know Cody Rhodes. You'll even see... Gold Dust, you just won't see him as Gold Dust because he is not Gold Dust in AEW. He has killed off the Gold Dust character. Of course, that's a WWE character, but he killed it off officially. Uh, actually, I believe he's just Dustin Rhodes right now, but he's got some black and red-like face paint. But nonetheless, there are veteran-like names, but AEW is catering to the future of wrestling and, and those who are trending in the indie world. They have grabbed as many of the talents that they could that WWE didn't grab and try to grab hostage. Uh, so nonetheless, AEW uh, is something you got to really take time to invest into because there are names that you may know and then there are names that you don't know, but you watch them and you will probably begin to like them because you see their in-ring ability or you see their charisma. So there's like a tag team, for example, by the name of Private Party. They are from Brooklyn, New York. They are a tag team whose gimmick is literally about being 
the life of the party. They're VIP, and you basically have to be VIP to be a part of their party. Uh, and they are very phenomenal athletes. They do some crazy flips, awesome, awesome athletic works. The one of, of the two, one of them is a lot more charismatic than the other, in both in ring and with the look. So you might gravitate to him a little more, but you can tell they had some inspiration from such as the Hardy Boys and maybe uh, even the Young Bucks who they've wrestled and just other things like that. So, you know, just to name something for you guys to check out, develop it for yourself, really get an opinion of who you like and who you don't like, and just grow with the company because it's a new company. They're trying to reach you guys and reach people like uh, Mr. Myers here who occasionally watch to tune in. And uh, just off the fact that he's liked what he's seen is to let you guys know, hey, this is just the beginning. So when we really hit the ground running, you guys, if you keep tuning in to us, I promise you'll love what you see every single time. That being said, this is what I noticed between both actual companies as they were battling on Wednesday night. So AEW was premiering their very first ever AEW Women's Champion. And so when they did their debut match with their two women who were fighting for the to be the first crowned AEW Women's Champion, NXT had their premier women's title match where they basically had Shayna Baszler, who is a former MMA star herself and uh, a friend of Ronda Rousey, a part of her four horsewomen clique, by the way. Uh, she, who's been champion forever now in NXT, she basically went and as she basically had her women's match, she ended up airing, they ended up airing that match pretty much the same exact time as AEW aired their women's match. That was very interesting to me because I was like, did WWE know that was coming? Or was that just a weird coincidence? I think not. Because in the main event, in AEW, you had a six-man tag team match where you had Chris Jericho and the brand-new tag team to AEW, LAX, also known as PNP, Pride and Power. They went against the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, Japanese sensation. And as they had their six-man tag, NXT had a tag team championship main event with the Street Profits, my boys, going against the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly for a rematch in the tag team titles. That was also a coincidence, I think not. So I found that very interesting within the battle. Nonetheless, um, both shows did great. Even though AEW did beat NXT in the ratings war, for week one anyway, I will say both shows did very well for what they put out. And NXT is under Triple H's guidance. Though some will say now that they're on live TV, Vince is sprinkling some of his influence in there too. Nonetheless, mainly Triple H. Props to you, sir. You did put on a phenomenal production, as always. And AEW, props to you guys on a phenomenal debut turnout. Um, so yeah, I would say, uh, Derek, you got any uh, influence as far as a coincidence in doing your women's match the same time the rival company does theirs and... Vice versa with the main event. Uh, <laughs> you think no, there was any strategic? Nah, it was strategic. There? It was strategic. It was yeah. strategic. Yeah, <laughs> that, that 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 can't. That's not coincidental. <laughs> Especially when Vince is involved. That's not coincidental. 
Agreed, agreed. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm glad we agree on that one, brother, because I, I I totally noticed that and was just like, well, okay, all right, it's definitely a war now. If it wasn't before, nonetheless, okay. So we'll move on and uh, let's go ahead and go into Friday Night SmackDown, making its debut premiere on Fox. So, Mr. Myers, I was on the OTS Facebook group and I did see where a lot of the former previous wrestling fans from back in the day managed to actually tune in and check it out, which means Fox. Congratulations, Fox. You actually did it. Your promotion worked. You got casual fans to come in, give it a try because of the big names. But, you know, Vince, of course, the names that casual fans don't know, you did a horrible job promoting them because you were too busy promoting old stars. But we'll go into that later. Nonetheless, job well done, Fox and Vince McMahon and WWE, because you did exactly what you wanted. You got your ratings. We don't have the official ratings just yet, but tune in for the next episode. We'll give you those ratings on the next one. Nonetheless, what did you think? What were your initial thoughts on Friday Night SmackDown, sir? I like the I like the uh, the stage. Um, it uh it, it actually to me it kind of looks uh, reminiscent to one of their older ones. Um, yes. yes. It, it it looks somewhat like that. The 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 logo does too. Did you think that the stage was better, or let me put it this way? Do you think that it was the best looking stage since the best stage that people say? to this day is still the best SmackDown stage with the iconic fist, fist sticking out. Do you think that was their best stage since then? The best one since then, yeah. Nothing okay. beats that nothing beats that fist. Um ah. that to me was the was the 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 height of SmackDown. Yes. Um, I, I I loved everything about that stage. Especially when we, when you get to play on Here Comes the Pain. That was oh, that was my favorite. Yes. Jump climbing up that that wall to get on that 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 fist and jump off with Jeff Hardy. That was that was everything to me. Oh, um, it was a pain. Yeah. Best wrestling game. Ever. Best best wrestling game ever made. And if you never got to play it, shame on you. Shame on you. I, I on. wish I still had my PS2 just for that. Man, I'm telling you, brother, I'm I'm about ready to go on eBay or one of these online sites and make it happen, baby. That, I, that I feel was like beautiful. Playing. That was beautiful. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. Th- this was the best one since then. Um, the uh, uh, like I said, The Rock um, looked mm-hmm. mad slow, mad oh. slow. I, because wow. you remember how like when he was wrestling, wrestling, right, like, right, when he would. Uh, hit the people's elbow. He used to whip off the off the ropes like he used to springboard yeah. off them. Yeah, this, this kind of like he just leaned on it and, and ran. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's trying to protect himself because the last couple of times he's wrestled, he's come out with some really big injuries. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's that or or he's just that old now. Um, you know that what? Was trash. There's a conspiracy, maybe, you know, with all that movie money he's making, he probably had to play it safe and make sure, hey, you know what? He had to. I got to film something after this, so let me not pull a muscle one time. He had time. to, because you remember when he wrestled John Cena, I think it was at WrestleMania, um, mm-hmm. uh, that he tore his, um, what was it? It was the pectoral muscle, I believe. Yes. No, no, oh. it was it was something in was his it? abdomen. 
Oh, that, that's right. It was. I'm thinking yeah. of Triple H. My bad, guys. Yeah. I was thinking of Triple H when he tore his pec in that old dinosaur match that <laughs> he had with Shawn Michaels, who was bald, don't even, going against don't even Kane. Get me started. You know, we, we won't go there, don't but nonetheless. That, but yeah, <laughs> that that was. I think that was right before he was going to film one of the Fast and Furious movies, and then they had to delay production because he had to go into surgery. Oh, um, so yeah, I, I I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that that um that he was protecting himself, um, mm. but still, even at that, it looked it looked bad. It looked horrible. Got that? What that wasn't the rock. Oh, that wasn't the rock. Man. So yeah, I, I turned it off after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, wow! Yeah, I, I saw the I saw the highlights of the of the rest of the show, um, mm. but but that that turned me off because I was looking forward to seeing the rock be the rock he wasn't even he came out and just walked on the stage usually he kind of hypes himself up on the stage and runs yeah. across the across the stage and and he just walked and just walked. took his you jacket know, off put it on the camera like eh. <laughs> you know now let me say that what i did uh i did enjoy the new intro now there's there's some slight rumors that fans are saying you know, because next week they're going to do their official draft. Now, before we go into that draft thing, recently they did a draft, not even earlier this year, a little bit after WrestleMania. And that draft turned out to be a joke because the day after that draft, people who were on opposite shows were showing up on the opposite show. And Vince said, I'm a genius. We're going to make this wild card rule where only four superstars from opposite brands can come to the other show and they can do whatever. And you're like, wait, what? And fans crapped over that completely. And ever since, it's basically been just blurred lines where you couldn't tell who was on what show, what title was on what show. Everybody was a little bit of everywhere. And it just... That death to the wild card rule, it is finally dead. And it somewhat reared its ugly head a little bit this week, but it is going to be dead as of next week because now that Raw and SmackDown are on not just opposite shows, but now they're opposite networks, the networks are going to be battling for who they want on their show, which, tough luck, USA, because you're not Fox. So that means Fox is going to want all the big names, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But nonetheless... We basically, I want to say SmackDown did have a dope stage, and I agree. That was definitely the best stage since the infamous fifth stage. Uh, ironically, though, I did not get to see the full segment everything. I was working at the time. However, I caught the highlights, and when I did see the segment with The Rock, I'm not going to lie, I laughed at a lot of what I saw. As far as, you know, The Rock still got it on the mic. That will never change. That man no. can come in and outdo the best of him. I yeah, mean, he, most definitely. He, really made it shine. I love how the crowd was legit live in LA. They came to life when The Rock came out. Now I will say on WWE's part, not smart yet real smart to put The Rock first like that because I mean, why would you want to put him early in the show? Now see, you represent the fact that as a casual viewer, if you turned it off after seeing The Rock because you felt like he was a little too slow due to age or whatever, Imagine any other casual viewer. If, I, if we put the casual viewer in your shoes, I wonder how many other casual viewers might have done the same thing after seeing The Rock. Or because seeing as how the rest of the legends were basically pretty much 
at ringside in a little section in the crowd, mm-hmm. it makes you wonder, well, okay, now hardcore wrestling fans will say, well, that was a good thing because it gave the young talent a chance to shine, which is what you want, which is cool. It's just when you advertise these names and the casual viewer wants to see a Goldberg or a Stone Cold or a Hulk Hogan or whoever they know, and they're just sitting there on ringside and they're like, oh, okay, I see them. There they are. Oh, okay, well, let me change it to something else now. Well, you just defeated the purpose now. So nonetheless, I will say what I didn't like about that segment with The Rock was I did not like how Becky kind of chimed in. So like when it came to The Rock doing his infamous, it doesn't matter. Yeah sudden to see Becky come in I mean I love Becky I like the fact that she's blowing up as this man character and she's really becoming mainstream status in her own right I really just didn't like the fact that she kind of took over in that moment right there that was corny to me and I was just like no Becky no that's the rocks thing let the rock do that and uh so yeah I, I found that as a major down point but nonetheless still a pretty good segment um, and so you did catch the highlights. So I will say, since you caught the highlights, let's uh, fast forward and just say, did you catch where Shane McMahon did his infamous Shane McMahon-like things in the ladder match with Kevin Owens where he jumped off and landed through the table with his infamous elbow and did his infamous coast-to-coast drop kick on the ladder and all mm-hmm. that good stuff? Did yeah. you capture the action? What did you feel about seeing that? Does Shane look too old? Does he look... Are you surprised he's still taking bumps like this? I'm surprised he's still taking bumps like that. Because, I'm going to be honest, I think when when he was fighting, he had a um, match against... Did he have a match against Undertaker a few years ago? He did. Yes, he did. It was where yeah, he jumped, jumped off that... Stuff. Yeah, when he jumped off that cage, I thought he was dead. I legit thought he was dead. Because <laughs> that was a hard fall. It was. Um, yeah, I was shocked to see him even get back into wrestling again after that when he faced Miz. Oh, um yeah. and then after then then he took a he took a nice spill on that one too. So I, I'm I'm shocked he's still doing it. He still looks good, to be honest. Um yeah. looks a lot better than the rock to me. Yeah, he keeps um, himself in phenomenal shape. Uh, yeah. a lot of people are saying Shane's gotten bigger physically he a has. little bit. So he has. uh Yes. You know, uh, that that's a testament. You know, those yeah. McMahon jeans, you know. Yeah. Vince would say, it's the grapefruits in my yeah. seat. You know? <laughs> that's what Vince would say. You know, that's yeah. my side. You know? <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, uh, I will say with Shane, uh, from the hardcore wrestling fan perspective, we've been tired of Shane because when he came back at that WrestleMania you speak of where he went against The Undertaker, it was great to see him. That spot he did off the cage, that was the first time that um, that was actually the first time that he literally, you know, we saw someone jump off the top of a cage in years. So that was a right. crazy spot. He's really known for that. And so with that being said, man, um, let's just say it was what it was. But uh, nonetheless, overall, I'm just going to get to the biggest issue. And then uh, we'll get into our final little quick segment for you before we let you go, man, because we're running short on some time. So. My biggest pet peeve with SmackDown, I'm just going to call it like it is, ladies and gents. I was pissed when I saw that Kofi lost to Brock Lesnar in a total of five seconds. We knew that was going to happen. We we knew that was going to happen when they booked it. We knew. Listen, you know, and here's the thing. That's why I didn't watch that match, because I knew that's exactly what was going to happen. Here's here's the thing, Mr. Myers. See, we knew it was going to happen, but here's the problem. 
I we at least felt like Kofi. We knew that he was going to lose. We just thought it was at least going to be a competitive type of match. Like because when Brock lately, especially these past few years, smaller guys like AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, all these guys have had phenomenal matches with Brock Lesnar to where they made you think, man, is he really going to beat Brock? And just at the last second, that's when Lesnar will pull it off, win, and you'd be like, okay, but props to the little guy, you know, for putting up that much of a fight and pushing Lesnar to the limit. That didn't happen with Kofi, and we were pissed. It's like they just, he the bell rings, he runs, hops, F5, and boom, and it's just over. And, like, no lie, I thought I hallucinated because I thought, because I knew the F5 was going to be the outcome, mm-hmm. I thought... You know how, like, in a movie you see where somebody imagines something in their head, like, okay, this is what I want to happen, and then it comes back to reality, or like, oh, that didn't happen? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought I saw. Like, I thought for a second I hallucinated. Maybe I thought I saw an F5, and I was just like, okay, it's not over. And then I realized, no, it's really over. And that's when I was just like, wow, this is messed up. Like, they did my bro dirty. That was, I mean, from I mean, a match. I knew that was going to happen, though, bro. I yes. mean, and, and he was—he was what the first black man to to carry a WWE championship. Well, we got to specify he's the first African born. Yes, okay. uh, the rock does signify as the first. Black, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Give yeah. half black status, but yeah, Kofi is the first pure African born WWE champion. So yes, that that ties into that historic moment. It's just. What we found frustrating, and, and just from what I've heard uh, in the headlines, is just the fact that you built this magical run because WWE didn't even want him in that position in the first place. It right. actually happened right. by accident because of an injury of another wrestler. But nonetheless, the fact that he built to this point from Elimination Chamber through WrestleMania when he won it, here we are in October, and you just end it like that. He was even protected all year. His finishing maneuver mm-hmm. was protected, all of that. And then it just goes to waste and makes him look weak and pathetic just like that. It, it's crazy how they just did it like that. And, and so that's my main negative uh, of that show. Uh, but I guess I'll get your quick thoughts on these two things. What did you think about the angle with Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman and Kane Velasquez coming in and basically punking out Brock Lesnar after the fact. I'm more interested in Cain Velasquez. Hmm. Uh, Tyson Fury versus Strowman is not going to be a good matchup, in my opinion. It's not. Um, (laughs) Tyson Fury is going to be, I think he'll hold his own, but he's not going to be able to wrestle. He's not a wrestler. He's a boxer. Uh, Velasquez is a wrestler. So, and and if if you're an MMA fan, you know how that matchup took place in UFC. Um mm-hmm. Kane just left him in a bloody heat. So <laughs> he did. I, I don't expect anything different. I think I think Kane will be able to come in and 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 do the exact same thing to Brock Lesnar. And that was real life. Now, now because this is scripted, I think it's mm-hmm. possible Brock Lesnar will win the match. Um but I, I will say I, I I'm sad that Kofi will not get his rematch. That's that that's not going to happen. That's going to phase out. He'll, now, he'll probably get I'm pushed glad to the raw. They they did mention, you know, this is where the beauty of the draft next week comes in because we will see because there was a backstage video where Kofi did say he wasn't. Now he called out Brock Lesnar and said he wasn't finished with Brock Lesnar. So we'll see 
Uh, it depends on what show, because wherever the New Day is, is where he's going to be. Oh, most definitely. So, more than likely, I'm assuming that means Fox, because the New Day makes the WWE a lot of money. So, they're going to be where the big boys play. So, we'll see how that goes. But nonetheless, um, I will get your... You know, we will, we will continue on something of that nature. Um, I, too, was kind of interested in the Cain Velasquez thing, despite the fact that his body didn't look all that impressive. His uh, body looked trash. Yeah, they it were calling it trash. They've been calling him hashtag uh, dad bod Kane right now. Uh, so Man. hopefully he bulks up a little bit and gets, you know, because he looked, that was a, ve- a very big thin. difference between him and Lesnar. Yeah, he looked but, thin. Uh, very thin. And so I hope he compared to what bit. he usually looks like. He looked really thin. Yeah, man, I know. And so uh, we'll, we'll see where they go with that. But nonetheless, um, that was SmackDown. That was premiere week, everyone. So thank you for listening for that. And uh, so, Mr. Myers, before we let you go, I got a very special segment for you. And uh-huh. this is the ending segment we will do on Life's a Botch podcast. So you guys always get ready for this. This will be your favorite part. This is called the two-minute botch promo so here's what i want you to do my friend for the i'm gonna time you here we're gonna time you okay? oh man i'm not gonna timer. this is gonna and here's, suck here's how this is gonna go so what really i want bad. you to do is i you know i want you to basically what i want you to do here is i want you to cut a two minute promo okay oh, this man. is basically you cutting a promo on basically whatever and whoever you want to cut it on so Here's a little idea to give you something going. We had an off-air conversation a couple days ago, and you were telling me about a former WWE superstar, WCW superstar, also who was a relative of the late, great Eddie Guerrero. Oh, man. You were telling me some stuff about him off-air. So this is your moment to cut a two-minute promo on, say, it could be him, it could be... Whatever, it could be maybe your Boston Celtics, if you saw something you didn't like in preseason action. It could be anything, or maybe it was your Philadelphia Eagles, anything. So I'm going to start the timer. You got two minutes, my friend. Go ahead and tell the Life's a Botch universe what you think right now, those botchamaniacs, if you're listening. Go ahead and tell them your best two-minute botch promo. Here we go. Well, this I'm not going to last two minutes. I, I can guarantee that. Um Oh, God, man, you put me on the spot. Um, I don't have anything for for uh, um, God. What's his name? Chavo. I don't have anything for Chavo. Um, because he's he's that trash to me. I, I'm 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 good on. There we go. You're getting good. I, Keep going. You said he's trash. There he's you trash. Go. Just- Absolutely you, go. Trash. You, just, he, you, just, he, you just talk about him. Literally, this is what you would do in a promo. You just act like a jerk. You know what I mean? You just literally say, you know what? I think you know, you know, just just give him a little swag one time, you know. Give him that Derek Myers from the, give him that Derek Myers that we hear on Debate Fuel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's let's give him that. Give him that smart Man. Alec, you know. Go Man. ahead and give him that. So we're gonna start this timer over and just go ahead and go with the flow, my friend, and just take it from there. All right, man. Well, you know, I'll I'll give him attention for a little second. Um, but yeah, Chavo Chavo's trash. I'm not I'm not uh rocking with him anymore. He he's made me despise watching him on any um replay. Um uh I'm I'm good. I'm blocked by Chavo actually, so I guess I can I can say I've achieved something on Twitter already. Um But let me turn my attention to the Cowboys. 
Um, I've Ooh. been going at them all uh, for a, a good portion of the episode, so let me just turn my attention to them then. Okay. Um, I hope you guys pay Dak Prescott the forty million, um, because Dallas will stay in in, in football purgatory. Mm. Um, I hope they pay him. I hope they don't pay Amari Cooper. Mm. Um, the Cowboys, I believe, will lose against the uh, the Packers this week. Uh, it'll be a it'll be a close one because the Packers are are missing Devonte Adams, so it's going to be a touch and go um, for that from that perspective. But head to head, Aaron Rodgers versus Dak Prescott, it's not even a question. Uh, Green Bay is going to win this one. I think they'll win by. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them five points. I, I'll mm. say five points. Um, so I don't think there's a way that Dallas wins this game. Because they're when they go up against a real defense, they don't know how to act. Um, everyone wanted to anoint Ooh. Dak Prescott as the, the the second coming of Tom Brady, as Jerry Ooh. Jones said. So let me just say this: he's not Tom. He's not Tom Brady. He's more. He's more. Tim Tebow. Ooh. Um. Maybe less than Tim Tebow. He's more Sam Bradford. Uh. He's not good. He's an okay quarterback. Uh. And and. Uh, there's nothing more I can say about him because he can't produce anything. When it comes Ooh. down to, to 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 playoffs, he doesn't produce but one win in his entire career, which is probably Ooh. the one playoff game that, that the Cowboys have, have been in in the last, what, 20 years? So I'm good on that. Um, <laughs> and time, my brother. All right. Oh, that was that easy. That is a perfect two minutes, <laughs> my friend. Let me let you guys know that was the first official Life's a Botch two-minute promo. And Mr. Myers, Derek, brother, you did a phenomenal job for a guy with no promo experience. But see, that's the beauty of a promo. It's kind of see what I love about the art of the promo is the fact that you get to bring out the inner a-hole in you, you know, and, and in your case, if you're a heel. <laughs> now, if you're a baby face, it's kind of more on a passionate tip. You got to yeah. bring the passion out. But if you're the heel, which everybody loves to be. I've always been attracted to the sure. heel. Yeah, like bad guy. See, and that's what I'm saying. And so yeah. that being said with you, my friend, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for letting people know a lot about OTS and about you as a person. And, 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 and also... I feel sorry for you Cowboys fans out there because uh, y- y'all just got botched. I mean, it's just plain and simple. You guys just got botched. So uh, They got botched slapped. They I'm got a- botched slapped, you know? I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so- and, and uh, Philly will win the division. That is no question. We just started off a little slow at the beginning of the season because of two drop passes. We're two drop passes away from a 4-0 record. So I will say the Eagles are in good hands Cowboys are going to be where they have always been. All right. Well, y'all heard it here first, folks. Y'all already know what time it is. So once again, I would like to thank Mr. Derek Myers. Get used to the voice because you will hear him a lot more in future episodes. But in the meantime, brother, one last time, let the audience know where they can find you on all social media platforms, please. Man, well, uh, I appreciate the... Appreciate the invite. Um, and you guys can find us anywhere uh, on, on on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at uh, OTS Guys. Excuse me, at OTS Guys. That is um, 
primarily where you can get in contact with me as well. So um, anyone that wants to that is interested in, in jumping on board with OTS in some type of capacity, please reach out to me. I, I'm 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 easily accessible. Um, which is probably uh, the, the, the worst thing in this day and age. But <laughs> I'm easily accessible, so uh, most definitely uh, reach out to me. Let's, let's talk. I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. All right. Awesome, awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for the very first episode of Life's a Botch Podcast. And you yes, will sir. never, <laughs> ever feel the same again once you listen to this podcast. Be sure you follow us everywhere at Life's a Botch Podcast. That's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all that good stuff. Be sure you join in with the Life's a Botch Podcast group. I am Highlight Real, a.k.a. The Botch Kid. We are signing off. Thank you very much. <laughs>